Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomc, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomc. Today, we bring you a very special guest. His name is Johnny Kosminski, and he's the founder and CEO of Multiply Me and Scala, where they actually specialize on helping you build your team overseas and also scale your business forward. So that's why I think today's uh, there is no other better person than you, Johnny, to cover today's topic, which is going to be how to hire people overseas and how we can use this to actually scale your Amazon business specifically. So before we jump into that, for sure, let me give you a few minutes to so you can introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are, what your company does, and for sure we can go from there. Vincenzo, I've got to say, like, just hearing you talk, I just want you to keep talking. I know I'm the guest <laughs> here, but your accent, I mean, it's just, it's so yeah. crisp. Um, mate, I love it. So thank firstly, you. thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, really a uh, pleasure to be here and an honor. Um, I won't bore the audience too much going too detailed into my background, but to keep it as short as possible, so I can give you guys a bit of perspective into, you know, why am I even relevant to talk about topics like yeah. this? So, so I spent about a decade in creative advertising and digital marketing strategy. That was my background. So before people started talking about offsite traffic, you know, things like social media, when it was coming up in the world, that was my background. So I launched Facebook, yeah. Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest for Mercedes-Benz Australia, New Zealand. That's um, right. I grew up in a time where, you know, it was SEO, you know, PPC. I was the largest Facebook media buyer in Australia. I worked strategy for Sony and MasterCard and Mercedes-Benz and Medtronic. So everything that you're doing at EcomC, <laughs> that's been my life, you know, that's building, amazing. growing agencies. So I have a, a very, very special place in my heart for just how difficult it is to build what you're building. And so for anyone listening in, you know, give Vincenzo all the respect you deserve. <laughs> Thank you. Be a little be kind to any of your agency partners. I promise you, they are uh, working around the clock to get the results for you, the client. Yes. Uh, but anyway, um, fast forward, I had a little stretch in Amazon myself. I grew an Amazon business from two to five million in 12 months, and that was acquired by Thrasio. Yeah. And on the back of that experience, I realized look, there's a lot of ways in which we can help sellers professionalize their operation, for lack of a better term. And so two of the businesses, Multiply Me is an end-to-end -end executive search and HR function into the Philippines. So we find high-level talent. So throw the word VA out of your vocabulary. We are finding you brand managers, PPC managers, ops managers, inventory, supply chain, logistics. Like that's our world. And then on the other side is Escala, which is a process improvement management consulting practice where we go into agencies and aggregators and larger e-commerce businesses to build out their systems based on people, process, and technology. So yeah. think of us like McKinsey, Bain, BCG, yeah. Deloitte, EY, Accenture, but specialized in e-commerce. And 
this is great for anyone in the space because what yeah. we do is we do it at a fraction of the price because all of our talent is out of the Philippines. So why am I even here to talk about a hiring uh, in, you know, offshore countries or countries that are not, you know, specialized in where you are right now yeah. uh, and scale? Uh, we grew from a team of four to over 300 on payroll in wow. about two and a half, three years. That's and amazing. And so we're adding sort of 30 odd people every single month. And, and you know, I, th I think we're doing a pretty good job of it. Like yeah, for, for anyone, sure. For anyone I who's can going definitely through say it. that. <laughs> yeah. But anyone who's going through it, you know, there's always going to be challenges and nothing is seamless. Just like in agency life, you know, things can be going great, but there are always yeah. going to be challenges. So anyway, I've gone on probably longer than I should have, but I uh, just wanted to share. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing your background and all your experience. I think that's why it's, it's, it's great to have you today because I think a lot of people think whenever they start an Amazon business, specifically within the e-commerce space, it, most of people want to do everything themselves, right? They never think about how about growing their team, about scaling. And I think that's a very important topic to touch today because the reality is that we have seen right now what is happening uh, worldwide in terms of if you don't focus on growing your team, if you don't focus on the long-term approach, it can happen that you end up yourself basically reaching the bottleneck of what you can achieve with your business. And that can be the detriment of your business, right? So I think to start transitioning into today's topic, which is basically how we can focus um, what are the tips we should be imp implementing to hire your team overseas and scale it. I think the first most important question is, when, uh, for example, when a client comes to you, Johnny, and they want to understand if that's the right time or not, how would you advise a e-commerce seller or a business owner in the in in the Amazon space to know? Okay, now is the right moment to scale. Now is the right moment to look for overseas and to grow my thing. When when do you think that's the pivotal moment when they should make that decision in their business? Yeah, Vincenzo, great question. So, so I think that there is a few aspects that you want to look at. Um, and, and I'll talk about firstly, when do you hire someone in the first mm -hmm. instance period? And then potentially the differences of what that looks like overseas. Uh, I would say that us as a business specifically, we're working with people who are looking to build dedicated teams. So, you know, if it's to work with Multiply Me and you're looking for someone who's going to do four hours a week, 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week, we're not going to be the solution for you. But if you are looking deep within inside of yourself and trying to say, hey, should I scale? Should I start to, to grow? Is First is understanding where do you sit in market today? So yeah. have you found your product market fit? So for EcomC, you know, do I have uh, more work in the day than I have hours? And yeah. also, am I doing the work that is truly meaningful to me and things that I really feel like I'm best at? You know, like the start of any business, yeah. typically speaking, ones that especially are not venture backed, you know, we're bootstrapped. And I know a lot of listeners, I'm sure probably are the same, you know, yeah. you, you need to sort of balance between can I afford it versus is this where I'm at my best? And so defining what success looks like is critical. So when you start to look at bringing people on, it's, you know, either I have a lack of a skill set, I'm going to bring in a professional to help handle that component of the work. So me, I'm more on the creative side. I am terrible when it comes to math and anything that relates to numbers. Fortunately, my co-founder is a fantastic operator and That's incredible right. when it comes to, to math. So I was very lucky in that, you know, in that case to find him and for us to work together. But I would say when you're looking to hire, really starting to understand. So one of the things that I like to tell people is 
if you break down your week and you look at how you're actually investing it, you, you're investing your time and you actually look at it from a standpoint, hopefully you're tracking what you're actually delivering on and you're not just, yeah. you know, <laughs> my, my calendar is totally stacked with every single minute of what I'm doing. So yeah, I have sort I, of a visual cue. Yeah. Do you do the same, Vincenzo? Yeah, the same. Yeah, the same. I mean, for example, even for example, if I need to exercise or having a lunch or meditating, if I don't put that in the calendar, then a meeting just get lucky in and then... I don't have time to do anything else, so <laughs> I do the same way. And and that's like the best thing that you can do. I have on mine every morning. It says morning routine, Leo and Dusty for three hours. Yeah. I'm with my dog and my son. That's great. And and that's and that's what I do. It's in the calendar so that it gets. I do. Yeah, the meetings don't get in. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. So you know you got to be protective of your time. Got to be protective of also the deep work time where you want to invest in that focus. And so. If you are fortunate enough to be tracking how you're investing your time, what I would suggest is look at all the things that you're doing in your calendar and yeah. work backwards stating, if this is something that needs to uniquely be me, if this, if I'm the only person currently that can do it, I mean, I'm going to say anything that relates to the hustle culture, anything that relates yeah. to, you know, just keep putting in more, it's yeah. not sustainable guys. Like no, forget that, leave that shit at home. Um, well, just get it out of your yeah. vocabulary yeah, for and your sure. mindset because it's not it's not sustainable. So break down how you're spending your time. Once you understand how you're spending it, things that have to be you at the current state, market a five. Things that you believe that you can delegate to someone else, market a one or a two and sort of go yeah. through and start to figure out how do I effectively move away from doing things or yeah. handing things off to people that are not myself. So I'd say that's the first sort of, psychological logical standpoint that you will do when it comes yeah. to to delegation and therefore hiring your first team member so yeah i mean so and I, I totally with you on this i think doing that and trying to to start thinking how you can free up your time by hiring more people that's super important but i also think maybe you also agree with with, uh, with me on this is that sometimes when you're looking to hire you shouldn't always just focus on people that is just going to do admin work or things that maybe uh, don't don't need any kind of strategy. I think if you really want to reach the next phase in your business, I think you should reach a point where you are not the smartest guys in the room, right? You want to hire people that sometimes are smarter than you in advertising, smarter than you in SOPs, because I feel that if you just focus on hiring people that is a basically just doing admin work and not thinking outside the box, you're going to reach a plateau, right? Uh, couldn't have put it better myself, Vincenzo. So I, I'll yeah. say this, I'm the dumbest guy in my company uh, <laughs> by far, you know, and, and I hope that that remains to be true yeah. forever because that's, that's how you create true intrinsic value is to bring in people that are smarter than you that can deliver. So you, you sort of brought up a real, uh, hot button topic for me uh, and something that I really like to share with people on how sure. we go about our hiring process inside of Multiply Me when we're looking. So, you know, it, one of the easy things that you could do is, okay, I know this person, I'll just bring them in or, yeah. you know, I'm going to get a, a VA, which I hate yeah. that term. I think it should be killed, <laughs> but, and they'll do yeah. some admin tasks. And so two things on that. One is that you need to delegate accountability and responsibility Mm. not tasks. When you delegate tasks, you are still the owner and accountable for everything yep. that's delivered. And that's not really, it's not scalable. You know, no. you still have to be the driving force. But in order to prevent that from happening, what we do inside of Multiply Me is we'll always define the seat. So what is the mission? 
What does success look like? If I'm to hire someone, what is a two or three line maximum of, you know, let's, let's use PPC, a uh, PPC yeah. manager, for example. So the mission of the PPC manager is to ensure that our ACOSs remain at a, you know, a desirable rate and that it is constantly updated and checked so that our clients are having the optimal performance for their, you know, Amazon PPC management, something, yeah. you know, something a little bit more eloquent than that, but yeah. literally that short, it should be that short. So, you know, that that's the guiding light. And then on the back of deciding what that looks like, it's, well, what are the outcomes? What do they need to be doing in order to achieve that mission? So the next step would be, right, well, obviously they need to be really diligent in being able to go in and check, you know, Amazon ads manager every day. They need to be reporting on it and have effective understanding of what, you know, what healthy looks like, understanding the types of keywords they're going about. So you're starting to get my drift drift here in that yeah. you're defining you're defining the success or the outcomes that are needed to actually be able to succeed in that mission. And then the last thing that we do, and I would recommend everyone does as well, is what are the attributes? So what does this person need to have to have achieved historically or how do they have to be wired? It doesn't need to be a one-to-one. -one. Um, yeah. what, what do they need to effectively have to achieve in order to be successful in delivering on those outcomes and succeeding in that mission? So the attributes might look like very analytical or has yeah. experience working in Google AdWords management or, you know, search engine marketing, or they have demonstrable experience in PPC management. So, yeah. you know, you, you sort of build it that way. And all of a sudden the, the equation changes, you're no longer delegating. Okay. On a Monday, I want you to go yeah. in and look at this and this is how I do my PPC management. You know, it totally shifts the the mindset. So I know yeah. I've given you a long-winded response. Yeah, it, it, it makes total sense. I mean, in summary, basically what, what you want to achieve is that that person becomes an extension of you in terms of independency and taking action, right? And just copycatting everything that you just said, right? And, and that's actually, now it's going to bring me to another question I wanted to make you, which is sometimes when people is looking to hire overseas and make a team, um, they always have that um, question around, is it better to, let's say, hire somebody that's already executive, already have plenty of experience within the e-commerce space, or is it better to hire somebody that maybe is more junior, more getting started, and train them with my SOPs, um, I would say processes, culture, or, or whatever you want to call it. So what, what do you usually see is usually the most common approach, and Maybe if you, if you can mention what, what could be the positive or negative side of maybe doing one on another, yeah. For sure. So I'm trying to unpack all the questions there and these are all yeah. questions. So I would say firstly, if you built a great system and especially if you built a great training ground for team members, then there's no reason why you wouldn't run them through the yeah. processes that you've built. I mean, that's great. If you've taken the time to really document out like what, and again, let's just keep using the example of PPC management. Yeah. If you've documented out what great PPC management looks like, then fantastic. What does that mean? Well, you actually need a lower skilled team member. And right. if you are to lose them, then ultimately they're much more replaceable. You know, you don't want to create a culture of linchpins inside of your business. It's just, mm. you know, it's it's risky. Uh, yeah. and the reality is you want people to continue to add more value, uh, concurrently. And also, you know, 
I mean, we were talking a little bit before we hit record, but in light of what's happened inside of Thrasio and yeah. their sort of over-indexation of the acquisition pipeline and how they're not as profitable as they had hoped, you know, that just goes to show that rather than just bringing on X Wharton $250,000 a year guys who yeah. are going to be doing things that they're probably bored doing, you can yeah. find talent that I would argue are more capable in delivering it at a fraction yeah. of the cost. So I'm just going to take a step back and say like, you know, we've specially or specifically focused on the Philippines. And we did that for a number of reasons. When we were sort of assessing, um, you know, when we were building out the team in the Amazon agency or the Amazon yeah. uh, FBA brand management business that we had, I'm uh, keep throwing an agency and brand management, but yeah, I was a private fine. label seller. I was, yeah. a, I, was, <laughs> I was a private label seller. That's really what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a minute since I was in the in the game. So uh, yeah. Apologies, guys listening in. But, but ultimately, <laughs> right. um, when you look at the Philippines, uh, it's a population of 120 million people. Mm. Inside it, so huge, about third the size of the US. Yeah. Um, when you look at the DNA culturally, you have people that are college educated in the business process outsourcing, BPO space, yeah. so 95% or higher. Inside of that, all education is done in English. So their mm. literacy and spoken English is at a level yeah. that's much higher than similar countries when you look at cost of living like Pakistan and India and, and so on. And then couple that with the DNA. Culturally, they are intrinsically detail-orientated. So you'll find it harder to find people anywhere else in the world that are as detail oriented. So when you're building out a system and you want people to actually follow the rules, yeah. they're super non-confrontational, they're loyal, they're yeah. motivated, job security is really critical. So it's the perfect breeding ground to find incredibly talented individuals yes. who are committed to the vision of the business. And you know that's that's why we focus on there. So I'll just say, you know, and, and I'm a believer that we're talking today about globally dispersed teams. Like yes. it doesn't matter if it's in Pakistan or India or Sri Lanka or Argentina or Brazil or the US or Italy or wherever you are in the world, Mexico. Yeah. Um, we're all used to this remote culture now, given the yeah. fact that COVID has been around for a couple of years. So I'd say one of the reasons that we exist as a business is not just to find great talent, right? Which yeah. we have 20 full-time recruiters and that's that's great. It's it's actually on the other side, it's we want to help train people to be better managers. And so, yes. you know, I, I picked up this quote, to be unclear is to be unkind. And I just keep using mm, it uh, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, and I need to figure out who actually, uh, who yeah. actually said it. I was <laughs> that's at, a good uh, one. <laughs> I was at the EOS conference. You can see over my shoulder here a couple yeah, of Yeah, I can see. So I was at the EOS conference a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, one of the things I've come back to is giving clarity to what the expectations are for a team member that you're bringing on, especially in a globally dispersed remote working location, is the only way that you can stay both aligned and yeah. also create intrinsic motivation. So if I know what success looks like in one week, one month, three months, six months, 12 months, I know what I'm working toward and I have a yardstick to work toward it. So I'd say when it comes to working with anyone globally, really helping them understand what success looks like is probably going to be the most important thing that you yeah. set up as a manager. And when you go to hiring for the first time, set the expectations because then, you know, and I'll be the first one to put my hand up and say, I hired tons of people early on and, you know, just said, you know what, they'll figure it out. They'll do it. And I'll yeah. go and 
I, I was, was going like, to say that. Yeah, the same know, here. <laughs> and and think about it as well. I mean, I, I'm guilty of this too. It's like, fuck, I'm hiring all these people, but I don't feel like I'm really getting anything done or really yeah. achieving great success. And and that was the big shift for me is that as soon as we started defining what success looked like, building our one-year, three-year plan, working backwards on how we achieve it, that's when everything clicked into gear. So I'd say yeah. coming back to your, you know, one of your first questions, understanding yourself, understanding how you spend your time, understanding how you can then start to get, delegate and bring in professionals to help subset what you lack is going to be your way forward in, in building true scalability. And so leveraging talent that costs you know, probably a third to a quarter of what it would be in the US and, and, and similar, you know, price location. Same here in Israel. Uh, I live in the, live in Tel Aviv, which is the most expensive city on planet yeah. Earth right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, un yeah. Unfortunately for me. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, I would say uh, I am I am going on a little bit, but uh, passionate. That's about great. The topic. Yeah, I mean, I, I love all the points you are touching. And I think the, the last section where you're mentioning setting expectation, that's such a important thing to always consider whenever you're hiring because i totally agree with you i have met so many people that say oh i have tried hiring overseas this and that but it didn't work out but when you really investigate further the only thing that they did is like let's say for example they have an issue with social media oh let's go and find somebody that knows social media fix it it's like okay but you're not giving what are your goals in terms of milestones what you want to achieve what is the long-term approach of your company so fully on board with you. I think if, if you just think the hiring is going to fix the issue, I think sometimes even make it worse, right? So it's very clear that very important that you set those expectations for the very beginning, for sure. 100%. Totally, totally. And when you get to the stage where you've got, I've got about 100 people reporting into me, I can't even tell you when you hire the wrong senior manager, wow. what chaos, uh, what chaos that madness. that actually uh, can create in your organization, because now we're dealing with, you know, that it's the information that they share with you and they're leading a whole team of 10, 15 people. It can create total disarray. So having clarity, being aligned on the vision and understanding how to actually deliver that, it's yeah. critical. That's what's going to yeah. set you up for success when you hire yeah. anyone. For sure. And I think now that you also touched on, on the on the topic of trust on aggregators, I think that's exactly what's happening. They're hiring this executive that maybe they don't have the they don't have this culture of working with so many people under them or maybe in the commerce space. I mean, it can be so many factors, but I think one of the biggest issues is that they try to scale so fast without creating a culture and a system. And I think that's why we are seeing so many people in the aggregator space struggling at the moment with that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, to, to that effect, I mean, you know, to Thrasio, you know, we should all be thanking Thrasio yeah. in, in the sense that this industry, the aggregator industry wouldn't exist without them. And, yeah. you know, giving also giving them a little bit of grace here to go from a team of four to 2000 in wow, four yeah, years is, is insane. And that's tough for anyone. But I think for me, when I look at the space and what's caused all of this is there was just such a push to acquire the best assets, yeah. the best brands. And so it, it was a race against time. So yeah. it was M&A, uh, mergers and acquisitions that were driving the space. And yeah. no one really thought, holy shit, like we're going to acquire this brand. The only way that we actually make money is if we grow operate it. them. Yeah. <laughs> and operate them at scale. And yeah. so when you over-index on having too many, you know, too many chefs and not enough cooks in the kitchen, that's sort of where you find yourself. And again, I don't know the inner workings inside. Yeah, I can only sure. imagine. I mean, 
260 plus brands they acquired. It's just insane. And um, you need to add on top of that everything that's happening in China, logistics issue or overseas, everything that's happening with the war. I mean, is if you add that to the fire, it becomes an explosion, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're seeing. And it's not just Thrasia, you know, we're yeah, already starting to see, we're starting to see uh, consolidation. Factory 14 was acquired. Um, yeah. I just saw that um, Olsam Group also acquired uh, an aggregator in the US, a distressed one. So uh, we're going to see consolidation this year. And I've been preaching this for years now, but you've got to be planning and thinking about what it is to operate at scale because if you don't you know these are the types of things that you can expect yeah so that means i mean ju just to uh, see what you think on this perspective do you see them maybe some aggregators start diversifying in terms of hiring some many executive actually focusing on what we're just talking today which is growing trims overseas do you see that down the line happening i mean that would I mean, you know, if you break down like what's happened here, I, I, a few of the things that I see happening on the back of, you know, Thrasio's announcement is one, most, a lot of aggregators are going to put a pause on acquisitions. So, yeah. you know, Thrasio probably won't buy a brand for, yeah, you know, only knows, everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, unlikely this year. I also don't believe that these businesses need to buy more brands. I don't see that as the solution. I think that what they need to focus on is, how do we actually build a profitable business? So I, you know, I think that we're in a really good spot to be able to offset the high costs, bring in high value talent, and yeah. also from the Escala side, actually building these systems that are truly scalable as they understand what's the org strategy, who do I need, and when do I need them, rather than just hiring everyone all at once and saying, "Let's go." So, so yeah. I think I think that also this this isn't to me it's not a red flag about the industry either. I see nothing but growth here. I just yeah. feel like consolidation you know, of everything that's happening basically yeah the, cr the cream will rise to the top and you know people just got a little bit over the front of their skis here in trying to buy as many things as they could because now we see you know it's a bear market right now in general like there's not as many great brands because they've all been snapped up and so you know i think if we sat down in 12 months from now we'd be having a very different conversation saying okay People are buying again. There's lots of things going on. It's uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, now that we're just touching on this on on these topics, which is around hiring and some of the mistakes when you hire so many people, I would like to start shifting towards the this question, which is usually if you can cover them. What are some of the other mistakes besides hiring too many people that you see people doing whenever they want to scale their business and bringing people? within their company what are the tips or that you should advise people to avoid some of these mistakes that you say man they shouldn't be doing this because it's gonna cause this this and this for example yeah yeah so so great again uh, i'm loving <laughs> the questions um i feel like you've been doing this for a lifetime mate uh, I, I was not man, just two months <laughs> I, I was not nearly where you are uh, and i'm probably still not even as good as you mate when it comes no, come to on, man. being You're a host better, man Disagree. Disag we'll agree to disagree here. <laughs> but but what I'll say is, you know, one of the things that we focus on, and the only reason why Multiply Me has been able to grow effectively is because we built a process improvement consulting practice in Escala. So Escala renders services all the time to Multiply Me, and that's how we're able to build it efficiently, effectively. Like we're not trying to bring on, you know, if if today you said I'm going to bring you a thousand leads you know, a thousand more leads than you guys are used to, it would break our system. Yeah, We're not ready for that. So we focus on 
building systems. And the way we define a system is the perfect harmony between people, process, and technology. So understanding what can I automate or what technology can I leverage to reduce redundancies as it relates to, you know, most importantly, like things like if, if, a, you know, if a piece of technology can do the work, then a human mm. shouldn't be doing it. It's, it's yeah. like it's not going to be meaningful work in most cases, sure. right? So trying to focus on that. But I would say how we build process internally is we take what's called a top-down approach in building our sort of process hierarchy. So we'll build our core processes. We'll understand what are the core driving functions inside of each business that we work with and internally. And then yeah. understanding what are the sub-processes or the process groups first, what are those process groups that uh, enable you actually to get it done? So an example of a core mm -hmm. process would be new product discovery would be a sub-process and a core process might mm -hmm. look like um, product development, right? Yeah. And then, and then we go into the sub-processes of, you know, who's the individual delivery? So, you know, uh, the industrial engineer who's responsible for identifying and building products and each of the steps that they'll do. So when you're building our process, it's very, uh, it's very common that you'll take a bottom-up approach where it will say, right, you want to hire someone, you want them to be the person who manages your podcast. And yeah. you'll start to just say, right, well, what you'll do is you'll email them, you'll email the potential guests, you'll reach out, you'll see if they want to be on the show. On the back of that, they'll fill out a form and on that, yeah. I'll get on the show and then we'll do post-production, all these steps, right? But what you yeah. need to understand or what the person needs to understand is, yeah. well, where does that fit inside of the business? So, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So there's the video production team and there's, you know, the lighting. I mean, you've got such a beautiful background there, mate. You probably got like yeah, a lighting you. designer. and Lighting engineer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the copywriter. Yeah. So, so you need to think about how each of these things interact. And when you talk about Amazon, we like to use the example of listing creation. So listing creation might seem like a very simple task, but when you actually think through it, well, what needed to happen? You needed to do all the keyword research to understand what we're going to list. I need to get the graphic designer involved to understand. I need a copywriter to be able to take all that information to understand how I'm going to write it out. But hang on a second. Now I need the PPC manager to get involved. And yeah. so you see pretty quickly that the inventory manager who hasn't actually got all the inventory that they need to actually go live to support the launch strategy that you built. So listing creation is one of the things that touches yeah. so many different core functions a in a business. And it's just... It's a monster, right? So wow, yeah, you opened my mind just now. Yeah, so many things we need to fix for sure. <laughs> well, well, and that's and that's for all of us, right? But, but yeah. I guess the, the main thing is is that if you start thinking about what are the core drivers of my business and then where do the people interact, you'll start to miss less things because you've built each of the different stages all the way through to the working SOPs, so that you know our sort of litmus test or you know how we define success is. Any person in the business should be able to, within 15 seconds, be able to understand how to do whatever they're supposed to be doing, mm. going from you know the process groups to core processes, the sub-processes, to the SOPs, to the working activities. And that's that's how we structure all of our documentation. So um, that's great. I, we could do a whole yeah. hour on this yeah, topic, man. But, uh, but, but there's, there's a little yeah. It's huge. I mean, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for all the content. I think with this last answer, you you clear a lot of things for me and for all the people that's listening. So I appreciate that. And yes, I mean, before for sure we conclude today episode, I want you to give you a few minutes so you can share where people can find you. 
uh, your companies? How can people get start working with your team so they can reach out? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for for the opportunity. So so again, I won't bore you guys, but if you're looking to build a team out of the Philippines and you're looking for full time talent, specifically, you know, growing teams, then multiply me, spelt me m i i dot com is where you go. You can click on the client section. You can book in a call. Cats super talented and she'll walk you through our process and be able to help you. And on the other side is Escala. We are Escala.com is the website. And in it, you'll see again, all the information you can get on the discovery call with either Kevin or Lippy, and they'll walk you through exactly what happens. If you're looking to reach out to me specifically, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So yeah, Johnny Kosminski, sure. you can find yeah. me there <laughs> uh, or just my name at either one of those email addresses. And, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm pretty uh, protective of my time, but I will yeah, get for back sure. to you eventually. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. But then, Johnny, yeah, once again, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy man. So all the knowledge you dropped today is gold for sure for our audience and myself. So definitely looking forward to see you on a future podcast so we can keep discussing these topics. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Take care, Johnny. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or... Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.